Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast Non-Cricket Fan. Well, who said cricket is a game in India? Many believe that cricket is not a game in India. It's a religion. And most believe it's not a religion. It's the only religion. So, if you're a cricket fan, this podcast has all that you can look forward to or should I say listen forward to. those mind numbing statistics of players heart throbbing moments and belly firing incidents exciting moments right of all the world cups right, right from the world go 1975 up until 2019 which is looming large honors and if you're a non cricket fan there's much more to look forward to than the cricket fans simply because you learn cricket here you understand why cricket is more than a religion in india why is it that people's palms go wet heart hearts go beating there are butterflies in the stomach their knees become weak whenever india has an encounter and especially against pakistan right so understand cricket with we just being two or three months away from the world cup i'm sure uh, you would make your world cup debut if at all you've never watched any world cup matches here's your chance to start wetting your appetite know some interesting facts and figures about cricket understand cricket as a whole before you head into the world cup so whether you're a cricket fan a non cricket fan or a non cricket fan i'm sure you're all looking forward to it i mean listening forward to it so in my next podcast I'll take you back to 1975 the very first world cup which was played only after 18 ODI matches can you believe it ODI cricket the one day international cricket was just 18 matches old and we were into the 1975 world cup right some very interesting facts and figures incidents and moments of the 1975 world cup await you in the next podcast just ask any school going kid if after he completes his 10th standard when he steps into the 11th standard or engineering would he like to continue wearing the uniform that he's been wearing ever since his first standard all the way up until 10th standard or would he rather want to be wearing something more colorful the answer is quite obvious it would be the latter right did they want to wear something colorful something flashy yeah something a little wacky than plain uniform unfortunately with all our cricket teams back in 1975 every team wore the same color and guess what the color was it was white <laughs> right okay don't tell me that white has all the colors i don't buy that logic but anyway you know they all wore white so back in those days the dress they wore was white and the ball they used was colored and today we have the ball that they use is white and the dress they wear is colored and another interesting fact is that odi cricket the one day international cricket as such was just a teenager it was just 18 matches old would you believe it today 
probably you know we'd have easily crossed the 3000 matches mark anyways that's beside the point now as far as the number of teams are concerned during those days in 1975 it was just eight teams australia new zealand west indies england india pakistan sri lanka and i can bet my bottom dollar on the last team you would not be able to guess it even if you take 10 lifetimes it was east africa because that was the only time that was the only time they ever played a world cup or played cricket sometimes looking at these cricketers these batsmen who keep defending balls every ball even that that is begging to be hit is firmly defended onto the pitch right such that it comes and falls right next to their foot right just outside the popping crease right you wonder how is it that they're able to defend such a ball which deserves to be hit out of the city anyway i think perhaps that requires more talent than the ball being hit out of the city now one such batsman that i'm talking about here is sunny right who didn't have much of a sunny disposal when it came to hitting the balls but he had a lot of sunny disposal to to defend the ball our sunny uncle sunny sir scored in one of the matches against england 36 runs no 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 it was not a one over no no it was not of 10 overs it was out of the entire 60 overs guys out of the entire 60 overs sunil gavaskar scored 36 runs facing the entire innings so that literally amounts to 6 runs per not per ball not per over per 10 overs right that's how you managed to score 36 runs after 60 overs you have to do the math now in today's world you know in today's cricketing world you score 6 runs per over and you are out of the team hopefully there won't come a time in cricket in future when someone who scores 4 runs per ball is thrown out of the team simply because he, he was not able to score 6 runs per ball another very interesting match apart from the india england match where sunil sunil gavaskar sir scored 36 runs out of 60 overs um was was the england versus australia match which was the semi finals where england slumped to 37 for 7 right and australia came out chasing a paltry score of about 80 90 odd and they said how is it that you can do worse than us we will try and do worse than you and they were at one stage 39 for 6 and the other semi finals was between new zealand and west indies oh, wait 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 are you asking me to talk about india uh, come on guys 36 runs in 60 overs how do you expect india this is odi cricket how do you expect india to qualify for the semi finals yeah perhaps they won't even have qualified for quarter finals anyway so india pakistan east africa sri lanka were all out of the world cup reckoning in semi finals and for for the record books this was the first ever time and the last ever time that an asian team had failed to qualify for a semi final right something to to be proud of probably you can just straighten up your collars provided your nation of course right so now coming back to the new zealand versus west indies match well new zealand at one point of time was cruising along when they were batting first it was glen turner who was making merry like literally hitting all the bowlers to every part part of the park 
until glen turner was turned around back towards his pavilion and then the new zealand team collapsed it was literally a walk in the park for west indies as it had always been uh, for them for several several years and regarding the yeah by the way the australia england match that i was talking about where australia you know tried as much as possible to lose the match but eventually unfortunately they just scraped through and, and won the match right so it was australia and west indies my friends who were there in the finals so they had a match on 18th of june they had a match on 21st of june and they failed having a match on 19th june how could they have done that 19th june was my birthday of course i was not born on 1975 19 june uh, i was born a good 10 years later but if i were born on that day 19 june 1975 i would have made sure that there were, there was a cricket match on that day uh, ideally yes the finals and it's anybody's guess coming to the finals as to who won it was the west indies they were the strongest team for a long 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 time until they became what they've become now and this one final interesting fact was that during those days there were seven grounds in england the world cup was of course played in england it was played in seven different grounds just seven different grounds come on i mean we have seven different grounds in btm layout which, which is on which is in one area in bangalore right and you you name it we have ala shivaji park ramji park alhabad park idliwada park kesribad park we have a park everywhere which is fit to be a cricket ground right we probably have 7000 grounds anyways during those days in england there were seven grounds uh, that the cricket match was played on and the winners came out to be as west indies and that that my friends is it for this edition of non cricket fans the next edition will talk about 1975 which is 4 years later i mean i i'm, I'm not saying that i'll come back 4 years later i said the world cup happened 4 years later and we'll be back soon talking about it on to the 1979 world cup now cricket odi cricket and in particular world cup odi cricket had made rapid strides it had gained traction around the world and many a fan across the world were looking forward to this edition of the world cup especially after the humongous success of the 1975 world cup and this time around too the world cup again happened in england Sometimes I wonder if the ICC forgot that Columbus discovered America, Kanha discovered India. I mean, there are so many other nations you could have played cricket in, just for a change. Anyways, it just happened to again uh, be hosted in England. You know, there are these institutes in India. Some of them, they're so damn greedy. In fact, they're not just greedy; they're over greedy. right they they don't just want the cream students they want the cream of the cream of the cream students and they keep their cut off so high that hardly any student is able to crack through then they realize the futility oh not a single student is coming to my institute and lower their expectations and reduce the cut off um, as a result of which of course everyone and 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 his uncle comes that that's a different problem altogether but i think the icc was a similar entity back in 1979 it was quite greedy it wanted only the best nations to play right to showcase its standard 
and this time around too like the 75 world cup there were only eight teams participating the only change being there was canada uh-uh, not as an addition but as a substitution it substituted east africa which never ever came back to the cricketing fray for whatever reasons now the nation that it it, it included as a substitution was canada oh my god among all the cricketing nations in the world it had to be canada isn't it come on even the land of canada right karnataka would have made for a better cricketing team anyways we were there as a part of india now why not you guys you guys live your lebanon or egypt or bangladesh or zambia zimbabwe would have made for a better cricketing nation now anyways we we had to go go ahead with canada and, and i mean i have nothing against canada but it's just that when i think of canada the only image that i surmise uh, i may be wrong of canada is it being biting cold and they're not being a conducive environment to play cricket i mean where on earth can you find a place to play cricket in canada right you just get out, get out there and try to bowl your your whole body is shivering so much that the ball when it comes out of your shivering hands it can it's, you just cannot bowl fast it has to go spinning right anyway coming to the matches now now do you want me to tell you the f- good news first or the bad news okay let me tell you the bad news first unfortunately india didn't manage to win even a single match in the world cup right it was such an atrocious outing for them that they even got beaten by sri lanka right they were out of the uh, contention right in the first round and in the semi finals it was england versus um new zealand and west indies versus pakistan the first time an asian uh, team participated in a semi final england versus new zealand well yes england posted 221 and new zealand i'm afraid in spite of it being not that big a total wasn't able to get through it and as for pakistan west indies west indies posted an imposing total of 293 yes you heard it right i said imposing total because it was back then right that that 293 uh, was quite imposing of course during these uh, these days even 393 can be chased with a stick by many of the teams um, but yes back then 293 and then pakistan fell short by 43 runs so in the finals it was england versus the west indies so west indies made it to the team uh, to to the finals for the second time on the trot and in the finals our uh, west indies at one point of time were 99 for 4 right they were in a spot of bother before vivian smoky richards and collis king came and resurrected their innings um, by smashing the england bowlers around and taking them to an imposing total of more than 280 and in reply england at one stage were 129 for no loss right but it was of 38 overs and who was batting well it was a sunil gavaskar of england which was jeffrey boycott uh, who took 38 overs you know to get there to 129 along with his opening partner until someone came and reminded hey jeff this is not this is not a test match this is an odi match right you've got to move on we have 160 odd runs more to score of nearly just 22 30 overs right uh come on we got to make a move on but then by then by then it was too little too late and england were comprehensively beaten and west indies for the second time on the trot ladies and gentlemen won won the world cup imagine 
for a, for such a small island winning two consecutive world cups how much of how much of a difference that are made to the cricketing world right the cricketing fans in west indies would have been on their toes would have had sleepless nights for for all the right reasons and uh, in england captain's own words mr bradley right mike bradley he said at one point of time when collis king and vivian smoky richards were batting they they felt as though they were throwing pea shots at a bulldozer tank and looking at vivian richards smoking the bowlers all over the park um, he said that at one point of time he felt as though he was impotent i mean this is what bradley literally remarked after the match and another very very interesting fact of the 1979 world cup was that there were nine ducks in the finals i mean come on i understand it's a 1979 world cup that doesn't mean you have nine ducks there were nine ducks ladies and gentlemen and four of them were by the west indian fast bowlers so when they went on to bat they just got out like of the first ball i think they were being a little cheeky they just want their hands on the ball as soon as possible right which is why they just sort of got out and rushed to the pavilion who knows and well come their bowling they did make the ball talk and they got five of the england batsmen duck so they bettered that right the english batsmen bettered the west indian bowlers record of four ducks and all in all we had nine ducks in the 1979 world cup and who made the difference well of course the west indian bowlers who were much feared across the world um which is why i mean they were called the mighty meaty west indies um not just their bowlers who anyways bulldozed the batsmen uh, but even the batsmen were dictating terms to literally every bowler of uh, the other cricket playing nations so for the second time on the trot it was the west indies which won uh, the world cup and yes all you indian fans i do understand you must be sobbing by now um well 1975 was not a good one and 1979 was disastrous losing all the games including sri lanka and well in fact let's see 1983 world cup what happens because india just didn't just compensate for the losses in 1975 and 1979 they in fact went on to overcompensate for it and um achieve history so see you or rather hear me in the next edition of the 1983 world cup hello good morning good afternoon good evening good night good midnight no matter what time you're listening to this podcast on of non cricket fans on to the 1983 world cup well i would say this was one of the most uh you know it was one of those world cups with a very bland start why because 1975 was easily won by west indies 1979 was again easily won by west indies and 1983 west indies were even more capable of steamrolling any opposition so it was basically not there there was no india versus england there was no england versus new zealand it was all west indies versus the rest of the world or so it seemed so west indies were at the top of their game and when they were at at the top of their game they could literally steamroll any opposition right so the world cup i for a moment i wouldn't have been surprised if 
the ICC or the cricket world body would have thought maybe we should name the World Cup WC as West Indies Cup. You know, there's a very funny anecdote that I'd like to share. Many times in India, in, in Indian households, when things don't go the way they wish, um, they, they generally go and consult an astrologer, right? Because the astrologer, he looks at certain things, you know, the planetary positions, and then, then he says, oh, you know what? I think in the third house, there is Saturn. In the fourth house, there is Jupiter. So what you do is, in, in, in the third room of your fourth house, uh, you draw a line such that within that line, you place only the furnitures which is facing towards the east and not so east also somewhere between east and south such that it is neither east nor south so he gives all these kind of ideas i think uh, the icc probably had gone and consulted the uh, one of the astrologers uh, maybe in england because uh, they came up with certain rules again within the cricket field like the way you'd come up, you know up, come up with astrological advices implemented within a house so within the cricket field there was a 30 yard circle that was drawn around the wicket and there were supposed to be four fielders within that circle right maybe they were trying all sorts of ways to see if there can be any chance through some astrological approach to to give some impetus to other teams other than west indies to even get remotely close to defeating the west indies so the astrological advice did not just stop at that in fact, the ICC went on to even tell the umpires, guys, become a little more strict in your wides, right? Even the slightest of wides should be called a wide, right? If the batsman is not able to hit a four, it's a wide, right? That's when it's probably started becoming a batsman-friendly game, uh, right? More than a bowler-friendly game. Now, this was perhaps done keeping in view to stop the West Indian bowling juggernaut which used to literally tame the batsmen and really really get onto their nerves. Now ironically what happened was it actually didn't benefit the batsmen I suppose. Because I mean imagine you're telling West Indian bowlers that you can't bowl wide. In other, in, uh, you know, in other words you're telling them that you cannot allow the batsmen to heave a sigh of relief ironically so you've got to be bowling at the batsman targeting at the batsman it's, it's very scary and another important change in the rule was that each team would play against the other twice right in the group stage as opposed to the previous world cups where uh, the teams played against each other just once here they played twice and uh, and coming to india well india had one of the worst outing in the World Cups beat 1975, 1979. In fact, in fact, if 1975 was bad, 1979 was worse and 1983, they obviously expected it to be the worst, uh, which is why they just went to England as sightseers, right? They, they went for sightseeing, it's, or so it seemed. While India went there for sightseeing, I tell you what, for all the spectators who came on the ground, right in their first match against the West Indies, they made it a sight to see for all the audience. They defeated the West Indies, my dear friends. They defeated the West Indies. Would you believe it? So India scored 262 and the West Indies fell short of it by 34 runs. Now here we go. India said the cats among the pigeons to take the world by surprise by defeating 
the all powerful mighty meaty west indies and particularly the group in which india were part of which consisted of india west indies zimbabwe and australia sprung some big big surprises with their results totally unexpected results for the first time ever zimbabwe were playing their first ever world cup first ever match surprised australians by defeating them by 13 runs and when it came to india versus zimbabwe match I mean I understand that India were not as good as Australia or England or New Zealand also for that matter and West Indies well come on there's there's not even a comparison there but again Zimbabwe you you expect India to be the West Indies in the India versus Zimbabwe encounter but unfortunately they slumped to a meager 17 for 5 wickets right 17 for 5 and then comes the hero Kapil Dev walking into the field at such a, with india in such dire straits and guess what there's there are some interesting numbers out here kapil smashes the bowlers all over the park to score the highest of his uh, of his era which is 175 which remained the highest odi score for a long long time 175 and 17 for 5 17 bar 5 was india score when kapil walked in and he ends up scoring 175 take that for a coincidence and many uh, experts pundits still believe that this is arguably uh, the greatest innings if not the greatest uh, one of the greatest uh, innings in the world ever played in the history of ODI cricket so as we know you know west indies were anyways always going to make it to the semi finals you could have uh, bet your bottom dollar on that but thanks again to australia and zimbabwe they made india's um job easier rather australia made india's job easier because they abjectly surrendered to every team including zimbabwe where zimbabwe did give india a run for their money but india eventually made it to the semi finals huffing and puffing all right so on to the semi finals now which are the teams which made it india west indies england and pakistan as for england they defeated pakistan and sri lanka twice in the group rounds and new zealand once so they easily made it to the semi finals and pakistan scratched their way through to the semi finals like india did in the other group and west indies were anyways i mean you could have, you could have bet your bottom dollar on the west indies to even have won the world cup so making it to the semi finals was a mere piece of cake for them right so it was west indies versus Pakistan in one of the semi-finals which West Indies walked all over Pakistan helped by Mohsin Khan who made a very scratchy uh, 70 of 17 trillion balls i mean 170 balls that is anyway a lot right in ODI cricket so he made a scratchy 70 uh, and and was a very apologetic uh, and, and disappointing innings from a Pakistan's point of view which led to West Indies uh, easily easily beating the pakistan making to the finals and in the other match india the dark horse came up against england winning the game convincingly by four wickets or rather by six wickets lost only four wickets so india won against england by six wickets thanks to yashpal and sandeep with with their crashing 50s uh, helping india india canter home against uh, the hosts england now on to the finals would you even call it finals would you even call it a contest at all 
India playing against the mighty West Indies. West Indies, the team, the kind of players they had, any day would overwhelm any team uh, in the world. And when it comes to India, it would... Now, on to the finals. India versus the mighty West Indies. Would you even call it a contest? Nobody thought so. Would you even call it finals of a World Cup? Are you making a mockery of the World Cup? A lot of people thought so. Right? But history was in the making. Something remarkable and amazing was to happen. Call it history, call it mystery, call it mythology, call it a case study for hundreds and thousands of companies to come. Right? Call it a, a shift in paradigm and mindset of not just the country, of, of, of not, not just the citizens of this particular country, but the world over, right? Something that took the world by the storm, right? It deserved a special corner in everyone's heart. It deserved a special corner and even today it deserves a special corner in everyone's mind as well, right? And it certainly, certainly for sure deserves a special, special corner in our podcast so see you in the next edition of nan cricket fans to unfold the history mystery and mythology and case study of the 1983 world cup finals the year 1983 was quite a disastrous year for india politically and economically Politically, well, there were attempts to assassinate the then Prime Minister Indira Gandhi. And economically, be it in terms of exports or GDP, we were, I'm afraid, not really uh, doing great either. And in terms of sports and particularly cricket, this was the World Cup year. And 1975 and 1979, both, both these World Cups turned out to be disastrous outings for India. Right? 1975, they won just one game. 1979, they won nothing. They even lost against Sri Lanka in 1979. So the only World Cup match they ever won before this was against East Africa, which never came back into the frame. So if such a team were travelling to England to play the 1983 World Cup, you could have imagined the confidence that they'd have been carrying. In fact, no one believed that they were cricket players going ahead and facing the likes of West Indies in England. They believed that they were doing time pass there on the field and they were actually going there for sightseeing, right? So they were sightseers who went to the 1983 World Cup just to, just, just to probably get some experience of batting and bowling and fielding and keeping. But what turned out not just made an incredible impression on the minds of the cricketers who were there, on the minds of the audience uh, who were there witnessing the game, but it took the entire world by the storm. India posted 183, a paltry 183, even during those days, even by those standards, 183 could have been chased by, as Jeffrey Boycott would say, he, he, he would have his mom chase down 183 with a walking stick. Right, uh, so it's a, it's a nothing total, right? It's a total that any team could easily surpass on any day against any team. West Indies playing against India, the Minos 
well the odds were so heavily stacked against india it was 66 bar 1 that was the odds stacked against india and probably the odds would have been stacked um, 6600 uh, bar 1 against india after india finished their first innings with a paltry total of 183 right um, then the west indies come out all guns blazing Vivian Richards smoking Vivian Smokey Richards smoking the Indian bowlers and uh West Indies comfortably posted a 50 for 1 uh where all set to snatch another world cup when the score was 50 for 1 interestingly from the players enclosure um the, you know there's uh, this is a very interesting story that that actually happened from the players enclosure there was a message passed on to Sunil Gavaskar um to um by kapil dev's wife saying uh, can you please tell kapil to see me in the cafe that we went to yesterday uh after the match gets over soon because i'm sure the match is going to get over in the next uh 20 25 minutes or maximum half an hour so as soon as it gets over i'll see uh, see him over there in the cafe and sunny says okay i'll i'll convey the message to kapil but i'm sure that a uh, couple days wife would have had to wait for well over an hour because of what transpired after west indies were coasting along at uh, 50 for 1 the turning point of the match was easily the catch of vivian richards running backwards couple they caught it and just just about held on to the catch um, and that was where west indies started to feel and uh, got shaken about not being able to meet a paltry tar- target of 183 because they were still quite a distance away um and and started to lose wickets in a heap and all of a sudden the diddly dodly bowlers of india who were not expected to make any impact on a pitch which is which was quite flat throughout the match started producing uh something that w- would take the world by the storm and eventually West Indies collapsed for 140 losing a world cup final chasing a meager total of 183 by 43 runs now who would have expected this to happen i'm sure there's not a single there's not a single soul on the planet which would have bet for india uh, playing against the west indies the two time champions of 1975 and 1979 ever since funny things have been happening in cricket funnier things have been happening uh in in odi cricket especially probably this was the year when the mino teams right um i wouldn't call india mino uh, exactly during that year but um obviously they were not uh, of the caliber of say the west indies australia england we we all know that but this victory started giving a lot of hope for other uh not so strong nations like uh the you know like like india pakistan sri lanka it started to infuse belief in them that yes you know it is possible anything is possible so long as we have that belief so long as we uh work hard on our skills which india did right of course they initially went there as sightseers but gradually when they won the first match against west indies and then then they go on to defeat australia there was a certain sense of self belief they worked on their skills they worked hard and eventually grabbed the literally um, you know they they grabbed 
victory out of the jaws of defeat so to speak uh, from from the from the west indies to go on to make history another important lesson that uh, we can learn from this world cup is the fact that if india had posted a target of for 220 or 230 which looked which looked uh, quite sizable but again it it was it wouldn't have been a humongous target for west indies to chase a 220 or 230 target uh, would have would have been definitely taken more seriously than 183 in which case uh, they have chased it down comfortably and i say that because when when there's a meager total such as 180 or being chased generally one player tends to think okay you know what the other player can take the responsibility for it right so i can just go about playing the way i i wish to maybe i can just i can just go smacking around the ball uh taking a lot of risk without um, you know taking a lot of risk and playing in a very carefree way but that uh was the downfall that that was the reason um the the uh, there there was a heap of wickets that fell and we saw the collapse of uh, the west indian cricket uh, batting lineup in uh, one of those rare occasions and it had to happen in the finals isn't it tough luck but that was that was how it transpired and luckily for india uh, it it remains to be one of the greatest victories even till date and so the next edition of the world cup which is the 1987 world cup uh was being played in india for the first time a world cup a world cup was being played in a country other than england right well um 1987 world cup was also very interesting um i i in fact i mean to come to think of it there's no world cup which has not been interesting right barring the one world cup which was the 2007 world cup if you ask me was not really up to the mark uh meeting the standards and the entertainment of uh of of a world cup but barring that i see every other world cup uh being sheer entertainment having really lived up to the expectations so we'll see the 1980 we will rather hear about the 1987 world cup in my next podcast of quick cricket non cricket fans